I'm a real big believer you've got to be in the school. I don't care what you're learning. Too many people think they can learn, I think, on, on the Internet, and you can't. You've got to have a teacher there that can show you the little details. Plus, you need people around you to work with. So get in your schools, everybody. Get in your schools. Be intense, but not tense. So be intense in your movements, but don't be tense in your movements. And regardless of what kind of fighting you're doing, you don't want to be tense because you can't move. If all your muscles are pulling, you're just, you're, you know, you're frozen. You've got to be relaxed. But uh, no, I, I, loved, I love competition. I love to compete and uh, try to compete as often as I can. And I'm hoping to go to the Pan Ams and the World's Masters again this year. Are those ones scheduled? Are they on the books? September yeah. for Pans and uh, November for the World Masters. Are they down in Florida probably then? The Pans in Florida and the Masters are back in Vegas. Oh, well, That's the plan. Working the way back to the East Coast a little well, bit. Well, I hope huh? so. <laughs> yeah. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Pohada Podcast. You probably recognize the voice. My guest this time around is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Pat Worley. Before we dive on in, the usual shout-outs to Paulie and Kathy Brooks for housing our conversation. A massive shout-out to the podcast sponsor, 5 Watt Coffee. Please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and write something funny, and I will get you a gift card to 5 Watt Coffee. It's the best coffee in the universe. No big deal. Also, have you noticed that most of the time I forget to mention that my name's Matt Browse and I am of Pohada Photography? Anyway, I'm Matt Browse of Pohada Photography, and on May 15th here in Minneapolis, I'm going to be taking photos at the Grappling Industries Tournament in Hopkins, Minnesota, as well as the Tap Cancer Out event on June 12th here in Minneapolis. If you'd like some photos, give me a shout at Pohada Photography on Instagram. Hit me in the DMs. And without further ado, Mr. Pat Worley. Pat Worley. Hello. How long have you been doing martial arts? I started martial arts January uh, 3rd, 1967, but don't really know at 7 o'clock, but who keeps up? (laughs) (laughs) Why did the date specifically stick with you? I just remember it. when I, I was in high school, and I was too too small. For, I played football in high school, but I was too way too too small to play in college. I knew that was sure. just out, and so I wanted to do karate, and I got fifty dollars for a Christmas gift, and so the first day that school was open was a Tuesday, because uh, that because of the holidays it was open on Tuesday. So I went in and said, "How far can I go?" They said, "Not very far." <laughs> I said, "When that's out, let me know." <laughs> I took my first karate class and, uh, under a guy named Chuck Lovin back in Texas. Would I know Chuck Lovin from anything? No. No? No. Okay. You might, do you know Pat Burleson by any chance? Man, see all the names. Names okay. always sound familiar. Yeah, these are all karate people. Pat Burleson, okay, June Ree was uh, the head of our group, and he was considered the father of Taekwondo in the U.S. Okay. And uh, under him, there were two guys, one guy named Alan Steen in Dallas and then Pat Burleson in Fort Worth, and I was in that group. So it's under Pat Burleson. That's kind of the heart of early karate in Texas. Uh, yep. Yeah. You didn't have but a couple places to go, and they didn't know much about teaching. They just liked to fight. Texans like to fight. And <laughs> <laughs> go ways. Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of years. How many years? Oh, what's that? Fifty. I don't know years. <laughs> Fifty-three. Something like that. I don't know. Nobody will actually. I check got my them shoes out. on. I can't yeah, count that yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so the, probably the most important question I would ask you with all those years of experience. How many different martial arts? Let me back up. Karate. Because you're a jiu-jitsu guy too, right? I'm a jiu-jitsu guy, yeah. Well, the karate, in, in those days, everything was very segregated. So you had Taekwondo, and that was the Korean. We were actually considered Taekwondo, but we didn't do Taekwondo. It was a mixture. But then you had your uh, Shotokan, your Japanese guys, your Chinese guys, and your Korean guys. And uh, it was mainly you, you'd go to a tournament and you would exchange techniques with people because we didn't have the old Internet to look at things up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it was pretty primitive. It was good. It was fun. But uh, they're so much more sophisticated in our teaching and technique today than we had then. And yeah. just access to just so much more Just access to info. stuff. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So I guess with all the, that, those years, all that experience, the most important question to ask would be what is the best or maybe your favorite <laughs> martial arts movie? Oh, Oh, my goodness. Good Guys Wear Black and Karate Kid. <laughs> Good Guys Wear Black? With Chuck Norris. Yeah. Have I seen it? I know the name. Uh, it was his first big hit. Uh, yeah. So it, it helped business a lot. And, of course, Karate Kid sure. helped business a lot. Sure, sure. When you got schools, those were important. What do you think of the, the sequels to Karate Kid? I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> Did nothing but good for the business. Did nothing so but good all. for the business. That's right. I like that a lot. Um, when did you start jujitsu then? That's been 15 years. Again, it was August, uh, about 15, 16 years ago. And it, it what, I didn't really have a start date. Uh, Damien Hertz and a guy named Clint Claus. Clint was one of my black belts. had a school in Woodbury. And his friend... Damien Hertz, who's my teacher, they mm. were doing jujitsu, and they kept talking about it. And I kept watching them. That looks very interesting. I mean, it just looks in intriguing. I like that. And so one day I called up a, another friend of mine, George Faber, and I said, George, we're going to do some jujitsu. He said, What's that? I said, Just don't worry. Just follow me. And we'll do it. So we drove out to Woodbury to Clint's house and, and took a lesson. And so we'd drive out to Woodbury once or twice a week and, and, and just work with a blue belt. And work on our jujitsu, and of course, you know, I was didn't know anything. I was just old old guys. I think I was 56 at the time, so <laughs> it was uh, it was fun, and we'd do that. And then uh, Damien opened his school, and when he did, then of course I was with him. Damien, first of all, I would Damien would come down and, and, and teach once a week uh, for me and a couple of guys at one of my schools, and so we'd go down there and and uh, and he did it for free. It was just really generous of him. And so we started doing that, and then finally he opened up. And when he first opened up, I told all my staff and everybody, I said, okay, I got three days a week. From X time to X time, nobody bothers me. You don't set up any appointments, and you don't call me because those are my days for me, and I'm doing jiu-jitsu, so don't mess with me. <laughs> well, that's the way you got to do that, too. Yeah, Stuff will pop right in, right? Exactly. So I just made a priority. What school was that that opened up? That's Damien, and at first Damien was under uh, Camarillo. So it was Damien and Clint, but Damien had the school. And then shortly after that, uh, Damien decided to go with Alliance. And mm -hmm. so we've been with Alliance ever since then. Yeah. And I just love it. I love, well, that's a great organization. I'm so happy with Fabio and those guys. It's just amazing. 
Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Just just even talking to the guys at M Theory and a couple of the other gyms that I interact with, as I've mentioned, who I'm trying to sit down right. with, and it, it, everybody just immediately knows the chain and know who's else to talk to and and you know where they train at. And there's very few unkind words to say about most of the organizations so far. Yeah, you know, they're all good. they're all amazing. Yeah, some good guys, really good guys. M Theory's good guys. There are some really good jujitsu. You you reference your school. You got some karate schools? I did. You did. <laughs> I used to have USA Karate, mm-hmm. and that was with a partner of mine, uh, business partner, Gordon Franks. So I came up here in 1974. My brother had a school, and, and it was called, that time it was called Junior Institute. So my brother and I were up here, and Gordon came up. Uh, he was my student back in D.C., and he was going to Carleton. And we were partners, and then about sometime in the mid-'80s, we split. My brother and I split. So Gordon and I opened up USA Karate. John Worley and Larry Carnahan opened up National Karate. And so I don't know if you've ever heard of those or not. But mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we've had two organizations. My brother has done a great job. He is a great leader, and he's he had like 20-some-odd schools now. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's kind of trying to retire too. But uh, uh, I retired. I've actually sold my schools in about six years ago, and so I've been out of that part of the business. And... Uh, it's good. You know, I'm, before I used to pay these guys to listen to me. Now I'm a consultant. They pay me not to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's both funny and right. In oh, yeah. Some regard, yeah. Oh, they're, the guys are good. You know, yeah. they, they've learned a lot, and they're really sharp. They're some good people. Tell me the last time you competed in karate. Oh. I'm assuming you've competed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is not going to be fun. Uh-oh. <laughs> The last thing, last time I competed, it was uh, I was trying to get a Bill Wallace for the middleweight world title, and it was on uh, ABC Sports, and he knocked me out in the second round. <laughs> and the arrogant part about it is uh-huh. that we were fighting in the second round. He threw a kick, and my last memory, last thing I remember thinking was, if that's the best you got, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And then I woke up in the dressing room saying. Did I just say that? <laughs> they went, yeah, about four times. <laughs> not good. He hit me with the left hook. I'm like, boy, hit me twice. The first one kind of started me. The second one, boy, put me down like a, unbelievable. Right. So I, still, I still hate you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the call-outs come later in the, in the program. <laughs> uh, where was that? Did you say where that was? It was in Indiana, and it was all, it was all, it was it was on televised. the TV. That's pretty yeah. cool. Live te- live television. Everybody I've ever met or will meet saw me get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> it just to, just to keep you humble for the oh, next boy. few years. It kept yeah. me so humble. You can't believe. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Is that? Hey, do you have more than one fight on TV, or was that like that was the a, only one I think on TV? Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I wish I'd had a better outcome, but yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Got closer to the show than the rest of us did. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't get to pick the results. You do the best you can. And, you know, the other guy out there is working hard. And, you know, Bill was a, a famous champion. I don't know if you know who he is, but he was undefeated and uh, he was real good. He's a heck of an athlete. Sure. Uh-huh. So if you're going to get beat by somebody, yeah, somebody like that. He was a good guy to lose to. I hate yeah. you, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's good uh you you just shared on facebook i saw the other day it was pictures from a fight and from like the memories tell me about those yeah that was uh <clears throat> one was in dc i was fighting uh i'd won the national championships in point fighting in 1970 and that was 71 i was fighting the guy i lost to him he took first i took second 
And the other fight was the ones with Brown Belt, and I was fighting in D.C., I, I mean, Texas. And I won that match, and I won the tournament. But uh, and my, the head referee was Chuck Norris. That was, yeah. uh, who's, so, who's that? Who's that, Chuck Norris? <laughs> yeah. <Kidding. laughs> He's a, a wonderful guy. The guy is very humble and a great martial artist. Yeah, I've heard good stories about him uh, relative to jiu-jitsu and stuff, like yeah. helping, helping the guys in their early years with yep. getting established with gyms and stuff. He's a, a true martial artist, and he really does love it. And he, I'll give you another story. I don't know if this is true. I'm just going to tell it the way I heard it. I like so it. So he was down in uh, Brazil, and he dropped into a Gracie's, and he was watching, and then he had a friend with him. Chuck's a very humble man. He's a great martial artist. He believes in it, and he was watching being very respectful. His friend is a little bit more arrogant and kept saying, well, I just I, I kick him there. I just psychic him. I just beat him up. So they said, well, why don't you fight this kid here, a 17-year-old kid? So according to Chuck's friend, he sidekicked the side, sidekicked the guy several times, took his error, and that was it. Or according to everybody else in the world, <laughs> this kid took him down and choked him out. Not Chuck, the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a tendency to, I kind of believe the other guys. Yeah, I'm going but, with the numbers uh, on that. Chuck yeah. was very impressed with it, and he was so impressed. He started working with the Machado brothers and got them involved and did some great things with them and helped them get going. And he made black belt, and, he, and a legitimate black belt. Didn't make a, it wasn't a, it was something Honorary he trained. kind of thing. No, yeah, yeah. he trained and trained and trained. And he, like I said, he's a very good athlete and a very good martial artist. You know, they actually, uh, you know, they named a street after Chuck Norris in St. Paul? No. Well, they had to change the name because no one crosses Chuck Norris and survives. <laughs> <laughs> That's I a might, good one. I might have looked that up right before we came over <laughs> here today because I had a feeling it was going to come up. Uh, you've competed in jiu-jitsu too, huh? Yeah, I've competed a lot in jiu-jitsu. I love it. I did my first tournament when I was a white belt. I mean, going maybe eight months. And so I was still pretty new because we haven't had a regular training basis yet. And so I went against a guy. Uh, my first match I tied, and then the guy won on decision. He was my weight class. So I did the open class, and there were – five people two guys were huge and they didn't want to fight each other because they followed each other in the regular and i said i'll fight him what the heck so i fight this guy he probably weighed 230 and he beat me like a drum and afterwards i said how long you been going he said eight years (laughs) (laughs) i said how come you're a white belt they said well we just don't promote Oh, goodness. I said, well, that seems fair. That's, that right there is an argument for belt promotion. It's yeah, it was, uh, I, I mean, well, I mean, I've been going eight months. I didn't care. I was going to have fun. Yeah. And so, you know, he took me down and choked me out, and I tapped. I'm learning real quick, tap early. Mm-hmm. And uh, But uh, he was a big guy, but it was fun. It, do you remember him? I mean, they still around, I guess? It's, no, I don't remember his name. Yeah, it was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I loved I love competition. I love to compete, and I uh, try to compete as often as I can. And I'm hoping to go to the Pan Ams and the World's Masters again this year. Are those ones scheduled? Are they on the books? September yeah? for Pans and uh, November for the World Masters. Are they down in Florida probably then? The Pans in Florida and the Masters are back in Vegas. Oh, well, that's the plan. Working the way back to the East Coast a little well, bit. Well, I right? hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- when was the last time you competed? I competed last year in the Masters. And, uh, was that like right before the shutdown of everything? No, it was a shutdown. Everything was shut. We had to wear a mask. And oh, okay. There oh. were limited number of people in there. It was in Florida, so it was more open. Right, right. And uh, How'd it go? Uh, 
didn't do as well as I'd hoped. I, I, so the, the guy got two points, got a sweep right at the end. Sure, sure. And uh, yeah, that goes. It was almost, <laughs> I almost got past. But no, he swept me, and so he got the points, and I didn't. So that's that's three asks about competition, and they're all losses. Tell me about a fight you won. Oh, I won. Well, I won the Masters three times. Oh, okay, good. Let's talk about Masters. <laughs> there we go. First time I, I I won it, and then the next two times I, I it was on points. The next time I won, I submitted everybody. I didn't have a lot of matches, but I did submit. I submitted people. A full so, run of submissions that day. Yep. That seems to be the way to do it. Yep. I'm, that makes it a lot easier not to worry about judges. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you like submission-wise? What, like, what'd you, how'd you win that day? Yeah, I took their back on one of them and choked one guy to a Kimura. Nice. I like the Kimura. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big guy, so arm locks seems to be where we land. <laughs> I, li- I like those. Break I'll take arm. anything I can get. Yeah, that seems I'll, like I'll, e- I'll even wrist lock you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's a joint, right? It's a joint, yeah. There we go. I won't be proud about it, but I'll do it. <laughs> Do you uh, do you teach jujitsu? No, I no? do. I do a few private lessons, but not a lot. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm retired. I'm seventy two. Yeah. yeah, just having fun with the jujitsu. I'm just right? having fun. Yeah. What, what's retired mean? That means that uh, I don't have a lot of responsibilities. Thank goodness. <laughs> it sounds good. I don't know if maybe you're you're kind of off working on something else. Or anything like that? No, I, I work part-time at Total Wine, which I love. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. So it's it's very short, but I get great discounts, and it's, it's an easy job, no sure. responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. So Key <clears throat> key phrase there was great discounts. Great discounts, yeah, yeah. no responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the title of this episode, Great Discounts, No, no Responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when you, when you have all those schools, and especially now, I'm so glad, because with the COVID, I'm shocked anybody's in business. Because yeah. they just close you. They, the government yeah. came in and said, you're closed. Right. And I don't know how my guys managed to hang on, but uh, they managed to hang on. I think it's one of those, <laughs> the you find the value of small, tightly knit communities Yeah. a little bit, you know. Like if you've got a good culture, a good crew, and good people in the room, you'll come out on the other end of it, you know. Yeah. It's just hard. I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard. Right. But uh, I'm glad that they're sticking around. How many how many gyms did you own? Did you say that? I think you said I had, your brother had a few. Yeah, I had expanded. eight. My partner and I had we had eight that we owned outright, and uh, and then we had like four that were licensed to use our name. Sure, sure. So in in mostly in this area. Yeah, Twin Cities and one in Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, sure. Hudson. Hudson, you know, <laughs> it's predictable. Yeah, Twin we Cities also we have one in Madison too, but <clears throat> mm. that's uh, you know, I don't have a lot of connection with them anymore. Sure, sure. I'm assuming you've. Uh, competed or coached or any of that stuff internationally then huh i competed yes international i've done the international masters i did the uh the european open <clears throat> i did okay i think i placed but uh what frustrated me in the was in uh is barcelona <clears throat> so with three people in division you fight and then the guy that loses fights the other guy and then you fight the winner of that class so I fought this guy, I beat him, he wins, so I fight him again, and we go to zero to zero, and the, ju- and the referees gave it to him. Didn't have, just had one referee, and I thought, I just beat him. How come you're giving him the score? I mean, so I was like really God, frustrated. 
Oh, I legitimately don't understand that. Explain it to me again. Okay, there's three people in the division. Yeah. So I fought one guy. Mm-hmm. I beat him. He fights the other guy. The winner of that fight fights me for first place. So the guy I beat wins, so I fight him again the second time. And we go to a uh, a zero zero. I think we both had a couple of advantages, whatever, but it was sure. a tie. And so the referee decides and the referee gives it to him. And I had a submission. I had him caught in a, a loop choke. And I was real close to finishing, you know, and then time ran out. And I thought, okay, he almost, t- I had him. And then the referee gives it to So you beat him. He beats some other guy, comes back around to you, and you guys tie. And, and ref- he, he wins. He wins. Huh. And he strutted around like he was the biggest guy, the best <laughs> champion in the world. And that's the worst well, part of that it. That really right? pissed me off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was like, oh, man, I'm like, oh, wow, wow. I just thought, why are you being so excited, dude? <laughs> yeah, like a circumstantial win. Yeah. The ref had a shot before the match or something. But the, hey, next time you gotta you just gotta you gotta choke them out. Yeah, finish the fight, right? Finish the fight. It's my own fault. If I'd have finished it, it wouldn't be, there'd be no doubt. And that's why you, you got to get rid of those time limits. You'd have finished that loop loop choke without a time limit. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> what do you think of that? I, what having time limits? Yeah, what do you think? Well, just let it go till it's done, don't you think? I'd be fun, except that tournaments would go forever, and I'd probably <laughs> have a heart attack and die. <laughs> You'd have to. Rotate in concessions to keep people there watching, right. probably. Huh? Okay. All right. So this is going to go back. Let's see, you Do mentioned it. concessions. Yeah, let's go. My first tournament, my second tournament in Texas, I was fighting, and it was on a concrete floor. The guy next to me was smoking a cigarette before he had a fight. And between rounds, I drank some beer. <laughs> is it, this tournament still going on? <laughs> Not like that anymore. Oh, okay. It, there's, uh, there's been several people I've had on here because I've never competed in jujitsu, and they every time say like, since we're recording, I'm going to pressure you publicly to go compete. Oh yeah, sure. If there was cigarettes and beer, I'd be in. <laughs> you find me a tournament like that, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the rules back in the old days were pretty pretty uh, in karate were really primitive. You, sure. You couldn't gouge the eye and you couldn't bite, but you could throw people and you can stomp on people. <laughs> Oof, that's kind of early UFC type rules. Yeah, right? we didn't have, we, and you didn't wear of uh, the pads. Uh, myself and John Worley were invented by a guy named June Ree. Those foam pads, and that's mm-hmm. the guy I worked for. And myself and uh, Jeff Smith and and my brother John were very uh, part of the integral part of helping develop them because we would test them out and everything. So. I was one of the first person to ever wear those in, in competition. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a cool thing because you can get them developed for your own bias a little bit, right? Yeah. Because we used, used to fight bare-knuckled and uh, barefoot, and people were always getting their hands and fingers broke, and they're getting their lips were getting you know split open, right, teeth right, knocked right. out, right. noses. Again, my first tournament in karate, I was a white belt. Like seven people went to the hospital before they even got to the black belt division. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, you're fighting on concrete, and you could stomp people. You could throw them. <laughs> you know, and, uh. and with bare knuckles, you're always getting the eyes split open. Yeah. You know? So a lot of them weren't bad injuries, but, you know, they, there's bleeding. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. What do you think of the bare knuckle coming back around? Uh, it's probably safer than wearing pads because with pads on, you can hit harder, and there's more weight. 
So if you have an eight ounce glove on, that's eight ounces more mass. And I'm putting more behind it yeah. too, because my hands are protected. Yeah, hands are protected. Yeah. So bare knuckle, I bust a finger once in a while, and and we'll have some cuts on the right. face and stuff, but a lot less force. And you punch somebody in the elbow and smash their knuckle open, you know, or or break it. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I didn't really think of that. Yeah, you're punching into their or, guard and whatnot. Right. Or you right? punch them on the side of the head where it's got all bone, and you break your hand. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I'm so afraid of punching in general. I don't, <laughs> don't want to get punched. So now we're getting into the nitty gritty of the real deal. Yikes! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like getting. You know, when I was younger, getting hit didn't bother me. Now getting hit in the ribs, it hurts. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh yeah. So no. Just the first time I had somebody like mount me at jujitsu. Right. I'm a I'm like a big dude, so like wrestling around with friends, none of us know what we're doing. Generally I would end up on top, you know. So the first time somebody was like on top of me restricting my breathing and stuff. Oh, you was, freak out. It was yeah, like a panic attack, you know. That was the last time. Didn't bother me anymore, but <laughs> thankfully. But Well, I started my first year of every time I'd go to roll with someone for the for one year. I st- always started with, with me in side control or them in mount on me. So I figured if I start here and do that for a year, I'll get used to it. I'm very used to it, by the way. <laughs> I'm, there, I'm there a lot. <laughs> 15, 16 years later, the plan's still working. It's right? still working. Yeah. So if I don't freak out as badly. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, do roughly that same thing. We'll start, you know, mutual facing each other, right. but I'm just not aggressive about it, like, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to hurt anybody. Let's just hang out, you know? So I end up with somebody like on my back with hooks in oh God. at the start of every round or yeah, you know, in, I'm in the compromised position. Yes. So, but it's, it seems to make sense to me development wise. Like if you can escape stuff, you're okay. If you can get you can there get and out. not panic. Cause yeah. a lot of people just, you know, panic. And like I said, they, 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 they can't breathe and they start hyperventilating and pretty soon they're going, I gotta take a break. I gotta take a break. <laughs> yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> Been there, done that, right? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, breathing heavy from warm up. Still, let me skip the <laughs> skip the first round. Um, I think. That, do you think that kind of stuff is is ultimately the value of jujitsu and whatnot for, like, let's say, regular people for self defense purposes? Yeah, like, can I've, you get somebody on top of you and stay calm? Yes, and just a lot of people, from my experience. Just the fact when they get in a bad spot, they freak out because they had never been there before. Yeah. So they get hit in the face. They've never been hit in the face. So that's what scares them. Or they get somebody on top of them, and they're just so scared of somebody being on top of them. Like I said, they can't breathe. When they can breathe, they just don't realize they can. They think they can't because they're a little hampered, you know, smothered a little bit. Yeah, you're freaking out. You freak out. It's the, con- the even just the confrontation of it. Right. Just somebody's <laughs> intending to put their hands on me. That's never happened to most of us. So no. How would I handle it? I don't know how to handle exactly. it. Exactly. It's the unknown and the new that f- people just freak. Oh, I'm in a fight, and that scares me. It's, you know, I can understand being nervous. Yeah. But a lot of people just that's just that idea makes them panic. Right. Which is not good. And they hold their breath. And they hold their breath. Yeah. But I have that issue still a little bit, but it's from lifting and stuff. It's a whole different breathing pattern when you're trying to lift a maximal weight one time. You are deliberately holding your breath for the 
duration of the exertion. Until so you get, yeah, I'm sure it'll be years till I can fully disconnect to that when I'm on the jujitsu mats and exert and create force while continuing to breathe. You know, it's a skill set issue there more than anything. Yeah, it's it's really hard. I tell people, be intense but not tense. So be intense in your movements, but don't be tense in your movements. And regardless of what kind of fighting you're doing, you don't want to be tense because you can't move. If all your muscles are pulling, you're just, you're, you know, you're frozen. Got to be relaxed. Confirmed. I can, <laughs> I can confirm that. <laughs> Minus the years of expertise. Uh, you ever have to use the fighting skills you've developed to protect yourself or somebody else? Yes. Not a long time, though. I've learned. <laughs> what What do you mean by that? Uh, well, when I was younger, much younger, I was a little more volatile, mm -hmm. I think, people might say, but being kind to myself. <laughs> I had a little <laughs> bit of a temper, and uh, I don't know, I'd gotten a couple of fights here and there. Sure. So. You could be a jerk, is what you're saying. Oh, that's being so brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I like your pitch of it, but I just want to be clear. Yeah, yeah I had a bad bad temper, and and sometimes I get in bad spots and do stuff. Yeah, yeah. So and then sometimes it wasn't my fault. It was just the wrong spot and all that. So, Can you give me an example of one of those? I was walking down the street on Hennepin Avenue when I first moved from me and a friend, and two guys were coming toward us, and they bumped my friend. My friend being with me felt very brave, so he goes, ooh, tough guys, huh? That starts the fight. And so they get up there, and they're starting to mouth off, and one guy has hand in his pocket like he had something. And I said, look, guys, all we want to do is go our way. You go your way, and that's the only place you're going is the hospital. Okay. <laughs> so I said, I don't know what you got in your pocket, but if it's a weapon, you're in trouble. And so he starts coming out, and about that time I, I did a couple of kicks, dropped him, Turned the other guy, kicked him three times in the face, dropped him, and then we went away. <laughs> so it, uh, it, it happened pretty quickly. But I'm so happy I yeah. asked you about that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and that one time, okay. What, I don't want to brag. Okay, one you more. You can brag. brag. You don't can brag. Bra I'm not bragging. Uh, I was shooting pool in a pool hall, and I was shooting again with a friend of mine. And as my friend would, would take the stick back to shoot, a guy would grab the back of the stick. You know, and the guy would grab the stick. I said, hey, man, don't do that. And he said, screw you, we're going outside. So he grabs me by the shirt and takes me outside. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that escalated real quick. I know. He was obviously drunk. Mm. And so we get outside, and he starts to hit me, and I hit him once or twice, and that was it. Broke his nose rather badly, and he bled all he bled all over my clothes, <laughs> which kind of made me mad. That's the downside of fighting, yeah. Right, mm. but I don't recommend fighting. I'm not proud of that. I was very young and dumb, so let's be clear about that. Is fighting is not smart. But it, when it, the story about it starts with we were shooting pool in a pool hall, it sounds cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like '80s movie style or something. Seventies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before you guys were born <laughs> but anyway so i don't like to uh i want to make things interesting but i don't like to talk about the. Yeah, i don't yeah. like to brag about it or talk about it <laughs> well and and one of the things that has come out with a few of these conversations is that the people that i know who know 
how to fight the best generally don't and right. certainly don't recommend it and aren't no. really into the idea you know well you look at what could happen they hit me i hit the ground i die that's not good i hit them they hit the ground they die that's not good i hit them they sue me that's not good they hit me i sue them that's okay <laughs> <laughs> but you got 25% out of four things, three are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a, with a potential wild card option of feeling like a tough guy for yeah. 15 minutes afterward or something. Yeah, I never feel like a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> but tell, tell me about karate. Most of the people that are going to listen to this are probably jujitsu people. Love jujitsu. Love karate. Yeah. Tell me about karate. I don't know nothing about karate. Uh, it's... uh. Everybody, so both are very difficult. Karate, I think, is harder because you have to be flexible. You have to have the right hips, and you have to have the right coordination and the right speed and, and the right timing. The athletic components. Exactly. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is more complicated. Yeah. Karate, you have four or five kicks, that's it. Then you just got to put them together. But jiu-jitsu, you got to be able to think and have all that technique down and plus you know in karate you know I, if if you're bigger you're probably going to win and uh if you're athletic you're going to win and i go to jiu-jitsu and these women just beat me up yeah yeah <laughs> aria hello <laughs> shout out to aria yeah, yeah. she uh, she's i've known her since she's 12 she's 20 something now and she passes my guard and, and and kills me every time i go against her it's very hard on the ego. Yeah, or but good for the ego. Hard <laughs> on the ego, but good for good the for ego. ego right. right. Uh, yeah, you definitely walk into a jujitsu room and and not knowing anything about fighting other than fighting you've seen in Jean Claude right. Van Damme movies and stuff, you'd be just confused. Oh yeah, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah, you have to get used to being up and close and personal to people, which some people have trouble with that. Mm -hmm. And karate is different, you know the. Karate, it's, I mean, I like them all. I'm not criticizing any of them. There sure, are some sure. great guys out there now that fight that are really, really, really good. You know, they do karate. They're just amazing. Well, it's all better. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Every brand of fighting is better than <laughs> oh, it used man. to be, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. When I first uh, was learning karate, so you had a kick. It's called a front kick. And then there's another kick called a round kick, roundhouse kick. Mm -hmm. So my teacher said, well, just do that front kick sideways. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that see, was it. That seems like it makes sense. Yeah, just do it sideways. Yeah, it's a little more, it's a little more complicated than sure, that. But sure. Step one, though. That's step the, one. Yeah. Just do it sideways. <laughs> I I actually uh, I coach people in lifting and stuff. Oh. Uh, so I like when you, right when you said that part of me was like that's the perfect ver first version of the description. Oh. Just do that other thing sideways. Yeah. You know, do the that. simplest version first, and then we'll get fancier. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I'm very, very fortunate. I, I got some good people that uh, when I was doing my karate, I had a great teacher. He didn't know much about technique, but he knew a lot about attitude. So there's a famous saying in, in the school that I was at is, he's okay, let him up. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Always saying that. Somebody get hit and get knocked. He's okay, let him up. It doesn't matter what it was. You know, One time I was fighting. And we fought on a, on a tile floor. So my teacher swept me. My head hit the ground. As my head hit the ground, he came across. He stomped on my forehead. His foot slid off. 
as my head bounced up, he punched me between the eyes. My head, a little ping pong ball, a little paddle, <laughs> doing those numbers. Jeez. <laughs> and my brother's watching that. <laughs> my brother's thought, he tells this story all the time, says his thought was, I wonder if he'll go to jail for killing my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's... Uh, you get sued, or they sue you, or whatever. They got the four options. Yeah, those, those days you didn't do. They didn't have lawyers so much. It was, it was plus it was in Texas, so yeah, yeah. You just had winners, winners. Just, and yeah, they, they said, "Oh, he died. That's too bad." <laughs> did Did I ask you why you came up here to Minnesota? Yeah, I came up to open up a school with my brother. Cause he oh, that was, that yeah. was the reason why I knew you did it up here. I okay. came up here for the weather. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> Well, but but you came up here to open a school, but why'd right. you come up here to open a school? My brother had a school already up here. Oh, okay. He yeah. came up, he uh, did some research, came up with Minnesota, has been a great place to open up, and came up here in 1973, and then my business partner came up here in 73, then I came up here in 74, March of 74, and opened up. How's the karate presence around here now? It's good. You got some really good people. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, your 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 stuff is up and operational under somebody else still, or yeah, they got several schools that are still using. Yeah. Yes, karate. Nash's got some good ones. Uh, Professional karate has some good ones. American karate. There's some good schools out there. Sure. The emphasis, again, when I started out, (coughs) I was 18 and I was one of the younger people in the school. Now you have a lot more kids. Sure. (coughs) Because it is gone away from the fighting and it's more for discipline character and uh goal De- development stuff development. Yeah, youth development stuff which is great which is yeah. what i needed really badly when i was a little kid <laughs> yeah well it's available now if you, yeah. you want to go out there and show up and <laughs> <laughs> so it, it and, and it does it, it, it's I'm, I'm again i'm so grateful i got involved in karate I mean, without a doubt i was not on a good path <clears throat> my parents true story i got a twin brother He's a, an attorney, and it does, he was a federal prosecutor, did great. My parents knew he was going to go to law school or something. They said, Pat, if you stay out of prison, we'll consider ourselves successful. <laughs> just You just a little rowdy or what? <laughs> I was a little rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, so, they're, well, your parents were successful then. Yeah, they, from their viewpoint, if, yeah. they said, if you don't go to prison, we'll consider ourselves being a successful parent. <laughs> yeah, so they're more grateful <laughs> than even you are that oh. you got involved in karate then yeah they're, they're gotta have an outlet gotta have an outlet i'm very i am very lucky i i got in at the time that was new and i was <clears throat> i did well at it i was you know I, I did well at the fighting i like to fight so that was good and uh just had some made some good decisions did a lot of hard work and got some good breaks You're smiling about something. Go ahead and ask. Well, well, several times you just said, I like to fight. I like to fight. Oh, I like to fight. Yeah. So, so then the whole, I might have been in prison. That actually makes a little, <laughs> a little bit of sense. <laughs> I, people get the gym, give me a hard time because we do warm-ups. And, and I go, enough of that. Let's fight. I don't need to warm up. Let's fight. First round's a warm-up. Right? Exactly. Exactly. See, he understands. <laughs> I just don't like warm-ups. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've only got so much gas in the tank, I don't want to waste it. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. There you go. Is it old guys and fat guys just get along? Is yeah. that is that the deal? <laughs> That's pretty good. Now, the warm-up's important, so oh, everybody absolutely. should go through. And I do the warm-up every day except Saturday. Because so, I'm going six days a week. When we open back up, I was going six before. 
And so five days a week, I do the warm-up and do all the drills and all that. But then on sixth day, I don't run in a circle. You guys want to run a circle? You run in a circle. Go ahead. I'll wait. It's like how people eat healthy six days a week, and on Sunday they have pizza and ice cream, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's like there balance. Hey, right. yeah, yeah. It's, it's moderation. You don't need to warm up over warm up. <laughs> moderation, I'm moderation. Still, still warm from yesterday's warm up, yeah. you know? Uh, you are doing jujitsu six days a week. Yep. Yes, I am. Pat. Well, not right now because of the cause of the COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're closed. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. How old are you, Pat? Seventy-two. You ever had an injury? Oh yeah. Which one? H- how many? Give In me like a rough karate number. Karate or a rough number of injuries. How many you got? Uh, the most serious injury I got kicked in the face in like 1972 and it crushed in my cheekbone and broke my jaw and that was not very good oh my god that was not very good no (laughs) it didn't knock it 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 didn't knock me out oh nice (laughs) you probably wished it would have though oh yeah knocked me down no it kicked me in the face i came off the stage and this guy said pat you gotta go to the hospital your face is crushed i reached out and felt a hole and i went oh i think you're right all of a sudden blood just started gushing out of my nose and mouth Oh my God! And so, but well, uh, hold on. How many injuries do you think you've had? Throw a rough number out there. That's the most serious one. The rest of them would be just minor injuries. Sure, like, but how, how many you got? Uh, so you got cut above here, got cut down here, <laughs> broke a couple of fingers. Uh, my knees and hips have been good, so I'm not complaining about that. Yeah, dude, really? My shoulders are all those high kicks and jumping yep. around and stuff. No knees, no hips. Nope, they're all 100 percent old. Oh man. All my friends have had them. They get them replaced like they're yeah. doing new car parts. But I've been lucky. Just a good model, huh? Genetics, good it genes. The, it was the, the right year, the right model, and it lasted a long time. I'm yeah. lucky. I'm really, I am really lucky. I mean, yeah. I still enjoy it, but, uh, you know, everybody's good to me at the gym. Nobody tries to kill me <clears throat> except Tim Blackstone. Everybody else is real nice to me. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, most people don't do anything to, you know, I'm, I know when to tap. I tap yeah. early, tap often. Yeah. So. That's one of the first phrases that yes. I really attached to when I started doing jujitsu. I was like, I bet that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Tap. <laughs> exactly. You know. I ain't getting out of this one, so here. Yeah. <laughs> start over. <laughs> Six days a week at 72 with 25 injuries. <clears throat> let that sink in, people. Right. Polly, let that sink in. <laughs> tap early, tap often. And don't warm up. No. <laughs> don't overwarm up. Don't overwarm up. Yeah. No, I, I am. I'm pretty lucky. I've, nothing's been really, nobody's, I haven't gotten an elbow broke or my shoulder been a little bit sore, but nothing bad. And my knees have not been broken. So. I, I started in on this earlier, but tell me about like your jujitsu game, they call it. Like, what do you like? What do you like? If, if we're going to do some jujitsu, what are you looking to do to me? Okay. First of all, I pull guard, and everybody can laugh at me all they want. I pull guard. <laughs> I don't do takedowns because I don't wrestle. So I look up. The, I went against a, a guy that had been ten years on the Canadian judo team, and he threw me like a sack of potatoes, quick and fast and hard. Yeah. At that point, I said, "I don't do judo, <laughs> yeah. and I don't do wrestling." So I pull guard, and people want to laugh at me and call me. I say, "Okay, yeah, that's true. I pull guard. Mm-hmm. I'm a coward." Mm-hmm. So I pull guard, and then I try to sweep you, and then I try to get 
to side control and try to find something I can grab and submit. Which usually means I don't sweep you. You pass my guard. You put me in side control. <laughs> and now I think about yeah. how do I get out of this? <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds very familiar except for the how do I get out of this part. For me, that's just stalling. Just stall. Keep uh, stalling. Keep stalling. Uh, I'm going to send you a link to the clip of Hayden Buckner couple weeks ago sat down and talked to him and he pitched really well the idea that pulling a guard pull is a takedown you're not doing it so that we both necessarily you're not doing it to avoid trying to take me down you're doing it because we're both going to the ground right i'm doing it so you don't throw me on my head yeah and you're (laughs) going to take me down right you know you're it's a takedown it's just a different path to it it's a very low to the ground takedown much safer than being tossed through the air Oh, God, no kidding. Hard. Somebody double-legging you. Yeah, no kidding. Somebody double-legged me in warm-ups the other day. And it was, you know, it wasn't like fast and aggressive or whatnot. And this guy I regularly roll with and stuff. But I stood up and was like, who agreed to that? Yeah. (laughs) It's early in the morning. Why are you doing that? What in the world? Well, again, you know, for me, falling regardless how far I fall is not fun. Yeah. Impact. Yeah. Way. Even on a padded floor, I like, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, again, I can, okay. I'm a, a sissy. That's mm-hmm, okay. Sure. I bruise like a peach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm easy. I just, I just don't like takedowns. Well, and I'll pull it back to you have zero knee and hip issues at 72 years old. Right. So I'm going with the, I don't like takedowns. Exactly. My shoulder has not been torn up on a takedown. I have broke yeah. my collarbone. You know, I haven't broke anything. I haven't broke my ankle. Sure. Somebody doing a single leg wrong. <laughs> Seems like single legs can happen wrong real easily. Oh, yeah. That's a volatile. Takedowns are volatile. Yes. Wrestling rooms are brutal. Right. That's the reason I'm not in a wrestling room. Yeah, those guys are good. Judo guys and wrestling guys, holy cow. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. What? What? Did you say what submission, though? Uh, You're going to pull guard, then what? Let's do the whole thing. Give pull me your guard. ideal. Ideal. Okay, I'll pull guard. I butterfly sweep you. Yes. Okay, I either pass to side control. Yeah. And then I either maybe do a paper cutter or I go to mount. And then from mount, you escape. So then I get to your back and I do a, a Kimura. Yes. Because I slide my knee up and grab, get under your right, arm. Right. And then Kimura you. Nice. Paper cutter. Oof. Choke. Yeah. We, we have a mutual friend who's... <laughs> Starting to have fun with that one. Oh, <coughs> nothing but, on the legs. You like you play the leg lock game? Nah, <coughs> I don't do a lot of leg locks, but uh, only if it's there will I go for sure. it. Sure. But if you go for mine, I really hate you forever, Arya. <laughs> <laughs> I love the callouts. <laughs> Yet another thing we find ourselves agreeing on: leave yeah. my legs alone. I got to walk. I know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I get these, uh, and oh, they—they they, I think they've started allowing uh, heel hooks now in the IBJJF. They did, yeah. There oh. was one already. Somebody used it, right? Yeah, I, think I don't somebody think, did. Don't need that done to me. Yeah, <coughs> I'll pass. Yeah, yeah. My now people go for my legs. I just start to get out of there. I start, you know, do my best to get out, get quick, get my feet back where they belong. Yeah, but. So. <laughs> Uh, same intentions over here. I was going right. to say same here, but same intentions to, to get out of there. 
Um, you watch you you watch the sports, the various fighting sports. You still a fan of oh, karate yeah. and all that? Uh, I can't mention. I can't remember names. I have oh. trouble remembering my name. Same, same so, here, man. But Did no, you, I like them. I like watching them. Yeah, I you like watched the, like fights last night. The UFC oh, card was it two sixty? I missed it. Missed it. Yeah, missed it, was, it. Missed it was a big one. How'd it go? Depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I missed most of them too. Mm-hmm. I was just catching highlights. These guys are such great athletes. Holy oh, yeah. cow, man, are they impressive? You know, because you know when that first started, you had to be—it's all jujitsu and wrestling—and the karate guys were just getting killed, you know, because they didn't know what to do. Yep. And then now you've got to do it all. You got to do it all. If you go in there with one game, you're done. You know, if if you can only kick, you're going to the ground and you're done. If you can only wrestle, somebody's going to kick you. If you can only, you know, it's all. It's just, it's amazing. Guys are amazing. Yeah, and some everybody's going to be able to exploit your weakness. Right. So your weakness better be strong and vice versa. Exactly. Or same thing to them, right? Yeah. Yeah, these guys are great. God, they're good athletes. Whatever. Is the, uh, but is the, is like the, the karate competition scene still, still as big as it was? We're still out there, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty big. You got some. <clears throat> my brother gives one of the biggest tournaments in the country called the Diamond Nationals. And, here, uh, he, yeah, here. He's he, he, a guy named Larry Carnahan. Larry's the the main guy that does most of that work. My brother does a lot of work, but uh, it's a great event. And they they have like two thousand competitors, and all those competitors are all doing four or five, six different events, and they got to organize all that. Boy. Yeah. Administrative details. Oh yeah, it's amazing, and it's a good event, and they get people from all over the world coming and compete. I promote the. I used to promote the state championships here, crazy championships, and we used to have we have about a thousand competitors, mainly from the this area in the you know North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, Wisconsin. Yeah, <coughs> the one your brother does. Uh, what's it called? Say it again. Diamond Nationals. There we go. Yeah, plug it. Plug it. Yeah. Uh, when is that? Or theoretically. It'll be October if you can have it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't last year. Couldn't last year. We couldn't have the state tournament either. Uh where where are these? Like are they in town, Minneapolis? Yeah, they're in town. The uh Diamond Nationals is usually at a hotel like the Radisson, maybe it used to be the Radisson South. Mm. Or they have it at uh you know, we have ours we each have ours at convention center, then we moved it uh to Earl Brown for a while, then we moved it into a high school. <coughs> yeah. So but he's too big for a high school. He's you know, they got two thousand people. Yeah, that's big. It's big. I'm gonna. I'm making a mental note here. This podcast project is attached to my fo- my photography project. Oh, okay. You know, jujitsu photos and boxing photos and stuff. I'm gonna, you know, basically any kind of fighting. I want to take pictures of. Oh, they they got some athletes who are amazing. I mean, yeah. They do. Uh, just just really good athletes. Got some yeah. good guys. Just uh, just like the UFC stuff, the skills better than ever, but the athletes are better than ever. Everybody's yeah. bigger and faster, well, and all the whole thing, right? And also, there's just more of them. Again, when I was fighting, you only had a handful of guys that would be uh, considered top level, but now, yeah, you know, you've got a hundred or a thousand that are just super. So I do think the guys that went back when I won would still be winning, but now there's just so many more of them. Yeah, they'd have a lot more fights. <laughs> a lot more fights. Yeah, and and plus, it's just more exposure. I mean, yeah, you you can get on the internet and see all kinds of stuff on how to yeah. get better, jujitsu yeah. and all that. Yeah, I just get on Google and I type karate near me or jujitsu near me, and yeah. then shows me right where to go on the map. And, you know. I got a question. Yep, go. so I can answer this one. So I watch these jujitsu you know videos all the time yeah. on techniques. I have yet 
to pull off any of those techniques. <laughs> I watch it. I study it. I go to the gym. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, yeah. You have to get in there and get the teacher teaching you. I've yeah, learned. Yeah. I've got to have a teacher show me the technique. And then, because I'll watch a video and I'll go, oh, I got that. And then, eh, doesn't work. Yeah, I was just talking about that actually at the gym, I think with Colin or somebody. We were talking about how you watch some of these, and it, you know, it's like watching a karate movie. You're like, yeah, yeah this is a well choreographed technique. Great, that was entertaining to watch because yeah. you know you're gonna try it and get choked. Oh yeah, it's just uh, you, you. You do need a clear instruction. It seems right, just like anything. You know, just learning any other skill, right? You need clear instruction. And with jujitsu, though, I need somebody to demonstrate that I don't get it yet. Yeah. <laughs> And then I still don't get it. You know? I'm a real big believer. You've got to be in the school. I don't care what you're learning. Yeah. yeah. Too many people think they can learn. I think on on the internet, and you can. Mm. You got to have a teacher there that can show you the little details. Plus, you need people around you to work with. So get in your schools, everybody. Get in your schools. Yeah, I don't. I don't, gyms. I don't think the. I don't think it's not possible. I need a, a resisting body to right. manipulate and try it on. Yes. And I probably need a set of eyes looking from the outside going, no, move your foot here, dummy, you right. know, or whatever. Exactly. Like, it's, it's just not even possible. Yeah, you've got yeah, I'm, you've got to have that teacher. You've got to have a person there. The v- instructional videos are good. They can help, but you got to be in the school. Well, it's a good place to, like, get curious about a thing. <laughs> like, oh, that's a cool technique. I'm going to ask about it, you know. Right. I, I mean, just sort of spark curiosity and have some fun maybe. But the 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 really good thing seems to me to be that so on Thursday morning we had a small group at open roll and my first two rounds were with a black belt my next two were with a purple belt <laughs> and my next one was a blue belt right. so my level big air quotes yes. who has no business being at my level right i was low man so i got so many different versions of a bunch of the same thing. Yep. Different skill sets. Different body look. Yeah, the whole deal. The old school version, the new school version, and all that. You can't. You're never going to get that on the internet. Looking at it on. Get out of here with that. It's a good place to keep your curiosity and keep your enthusiasm up, but you need to be in the school. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, do you got a, a real memorable jiu-jitsu tournament or a specific match like mm. yeah no it's uh they end up being a blur to me i don't you know i just i can't explain it first of all at my age i have a great great memory but it's very short very very short <laughs> what i remember i remember well for a little while yeah right? i have a it's like a steel trap rusty <laughs> <laughs> So I don't remember. I, I really do have problems with memory. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so when you're competing, of course, you're so focused, you don't remember everything in the match. Right, yeah. And so I just like I just enjoy competing. Yeah. I'm getting the vibe that the next competition is your favorite one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like, being, I like being around all those athletes. I like watching them fight. I like the environment. I like the people. I like the competition. And the good part about jiu-jitsu, which I really like, is that if it gets out of hand, I just got to tap. It's over. Oh, that's too rough. I quit. Or, again, in karate, they're trying to break your ribs, break your nose. That's not fun. It used to be fun. <laughs> I was going to say, it used to be fun. It used to be fun. <laughs> but, uh, 
no, it's, 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 just, it's just enjoyable. It's good people. You know, I really, very, you know, Fabio and Alliance and Gigi and Jacare, those are the top guys that are just, they've done a great job. It's a good organization, good people. You know, where, where are they at again? Okay, well, uh, Gigi's, I think, in Idaho. Jacare is retired, so he was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Fabio is in California. All over the place. Yeah, those are the three top guys that started Alliance. Yeah. And then Damien and Tim, Damien Hertz and Tim Blackstone are my teachers. Where are they at? They're here in Minneapolis, Edina. Yeah. Edina, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> trying to pin it down. Yeah. Alliance, Minnesota, in Edina. <coughs> yeah, it's over on uh, Bush Lake Road. Yeah. So. I. I I live my life in breweries, so that's over by wood, wooden Wooden Hill Brewing. Yeah, there's okay. a, a new brewery across the street from us. Uh, Fat Pants. Oh, it is? Okay. No, it's Eden Prairie. No, this is... No, I'm going to check that out. I don't want the name of it. It just <laughs> opened up. Opened up and closed because of COVID. Yep, yeah. We're open, we're closed. Yeah. What were you going to say, Paulie? Yeah, oh, very... You, yes. You did Fulton Brew Jitsu? How was the main event? Tell me all about it, sir. Were you there? Yeah. Oh, what'd you think? Boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I fought a guy. This guy was, I mean, he's young. He was a lot younger than me. He was 60 or 50, I think 60, whatever. Anyway. Who, who was it? Uh, don't tell me. I forgot his name now. Oh, no. I know it. I oh, forgot no. it. That's why we got Polly here. He's going to look it up. How'd the fight go? Boring. So what I do, I pull guard. Yeah. And I had him in guard and he couldn't pass. And every time I'd go to sweep him, my Coach Tim would holler, close your guard, Pat. So I closed my guard. <laughs> no, so, close it's your guard, Pat. Tough to sweep with a closed guard. I know. There's a couple options there. Yeah. Al, uh, Guinness. Yeah, Al Guinness. Yeah, Guinness. Guinea. Al Guinness. Yeah. Al Guinness. He, he's good. I mean, he's, obviously he's good. Came in. It was, but uh, I didn't get a chance to do much. Looking back, I'm always upset because I should have tried for the throw on the when I set pull guard, put a foot on the hip. I should have tried for the sweep. And I didn't. I just pulled guard. And then I kept trying to attack, and, and I couldn't get a – I'd get a little attack here. and then, But I was doing more than he was, and so the referee gave me the decision. Sure. But mm. it was boring. I, I yeah. was embarrassed. I really was. Well, it, but you always know exactly what to do after the fight. Yeah. Right? Every, every round I roll, I'm always like, well, I could have done better than that, and here's why. Yeah. Well, do it at the time, you know. But, yeah, I, was, I felt like I just uh, – for – People will come paying to come watch. I felt like it was kind of boring, and I, I was embarrassed. But I'll well, take, the, I'll take the victory. Yeah, a win's a win. A win's a win. Yeah. You don't need to tell anybody all the rest. You just right. tell them you won. You know. But at the same time, if they're jujitsu people, they know that it can, on occasion, be a little on the right. boring side in terms of spectation. But uh, all three judges gave it to me, so I felt good about that. Yeah. So no dispute. No dispute. Yeah. But it was fun. I just, I want to win by submission. I want to put on a show. I want to, you know, my mind, I'm much younger than my body. <laughs> In my mind, I'm still 25. Sounds like your body's pretty young, brother. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the groans and saw the eye rolls when you were talking about your hips and knees being okay. Both me and Polly were like, what in the world? <laughs> Are y'all having trouble? <laughs> oh, a little, little bit here and there, yeah. Oh, God. Good genetics. You didn't choose your right parents. You got to choose better parents. <laughs> but my brother, 
my, tell him. my older brother's had his hip and knee. I think he had two knees and a hip. Sure. Luck goes a long way too, right? Yeah. So you, uh you didn't do any other sports? Any I did you did play football, I played football. Said, yeah. So here I'm in te- Texas. You gotta football, play football. Football's big in Texas. Yes. Okay. So guess what position I played? Mm. I weighed hundred and fifty two pounds. Left tackle. Offensive tackle. Offensive left tackle. <laughs> Everybody I went uh, against was 175 or bigger. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know why. And so I remember I went back to my high school reunion, and I said, Coach, what were you guys thinking making me an offensive tackle? He said, well, Pat, you couldn't run and you couldn't catch. <laughs> I had to put you somewhere. I knew it. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for the way you're too slow to do anything else. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I started. I played uh, everything except defense. I was on all the kickoffs, kickoff yep. return, punch, punt returns, just not defense. As as so, football should be. Yeah, and Get we were a big school. We had a. Uh, it was a, we were all four A at the time. Four A was the largest schools in Texas, largest division. So that was pretty good. Yeah, we didn't do any martial arts as a kid, though, huh? That was a, started when I was eighteen. Yeah, but nobody did. I mean, it was oh, okay. it, it was yeah. so rare. Uh, See, I was born in '85, so I'm coming from like almost everybody tried it. Right, a class of this, they tried some soccer too. You know, it was just so much more access to all of that. And and I mean, even jujitsu was on the map in my exactly. like high school years, not like readily available just yet, but it was still out there somewhere. But I suppose, yeah, back in well, when I first came up here, we did a, a market research thing where we call people up say we're going to do some market research we're going to ask you some questions there's no right or wrong answer you know appreciate you being you know supportive and then we say uh what do you know about karate and they go what is that (laughs) (laughs) they say and they go is well do you think it's and they go is it a food no (laughs) they had no idea so we so we after a Doing a bunch, I mean, a bunch, we realized that people didn't have any idea what karate was up here at the time. Some people knew, but the vast majority did not know. So we decided we had to, as well as uh, teach, we had to educate the public of what karate was. Because if we put a poster up, you know, come take karate, they'd go, what's that? Chinese food or something? I have no idea. So we had to, yeah, that was, it was, it was a real... Sort of, almost in a way though, advantageous because it is whatever you say it is. Yeah. As long as you get the word out and people are interested, this is what it is. Exactly. When people come to your school in those days, you know, whatever you had, that was considered karate. Yeah. Which was good and bad because they went (laughs) to your competitor and whatever your competitor did, they would think that was karate. And sometimes we, you know, there were some shallots up here when we first came up, a few people that were doing stuff that shouldn't be teaching. Give me an example. Tell me about it. Uh, we had a guy that was advertising, become a karate instructor, no experience necessary. Uh, what? Exactly. What? So he would, <laughs> you would go in, and he would sell you this, this manual on how to teach. And then he would set you up in a school, then he would leave with all the money. <laughs> <laughs> what? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So we went over and said, dude, you can't be doing this. And he got upset. So he called the cops. The cops came and said, what's going on? And this guy said, these guys won't leave. And the cops said, will you guys leave? I said, he didn't ask us. 
He said, did you ask him to leave? And the guy said, no. He said, well, and the guy said, you guys leave? I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not trespassing until it's trespassing. Yeah, because right? he didn't ask us to leave. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, you that, even run into that still. You know, there, there's some reasonably famous videos online of oh, guys yeah. going into jujitsu gyms <laughs> and like sitting, going through class and then confronting the guy afterwards going, this is not, right. you're not a black belt, you know, or whatever it is, like still happens. That was, uh, again, back in the old days, that was real common. And I had a friend, and this is not, I didn't do it, so don't blame me. <laughs> but he went to this guy's school in the middle of the guy's class and stood on the guy's toes and, and challenged him to fight <laughs> in front of all of his students. It's a pretty baller move. Yeah, <laughs> he was able to do that. How did it go? Uh, the guy wouldn't fight him. Of course. And then... uh. There was a guy that used to advertise on the comic books called Count Dante. <clears throat> a real guy named John Kenyon was his name. And he had a school, and this was in Chicago. And so a guy opened up in his town. In those days, if you opened the same town, that was considered a violation. So he goes over and starts threatening the guy. The guy gets scared, so the guy pulls some swords and stuff off the wall, <laughs> cuts his friend. The guy falls outside and dies on the, on the street from a samurai sword across, you know, cut him across the stomach. And he bled death. And uh, they got in a fight. Anyway, so John, Count Dante at the time goes to prison for this. Even though he didn't what? do the killing, but the guy died in the process. Whoa. No, it was in Chicago. Get out of here with that. Just because yeah. somebody else opened up a gym? Yeah. Then it escalated to that? Yep. Yikes. So... Yeah, there was some stupid people back in the old days. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty around now, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you don't, yeah, it's just, yeah. Well, I, it kind of contrary to what I said earlier, it sort of alludes to the importance of educating people on all this stuff. So yes. they're less likely to be taken for a ride, you know. Yep. It's, it, it's now that, again, because of the Internet, because people are much more educated, they can yeah. go in and, and really do more investigating on who they're working with and they can do a background check and there's all kinds of stuff you can look at. Yeah. So, but there are some really good schools out there. There's some good jujitsu. There's some good karate schools out there that they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. It's everywhere. Yeah. And everywhere. They're, they're good. They're good people. And so a lot of the old flakes have kind of gone away because people do look and do more. They're more educated now than they used to be. So that's a big, that's, that's a good thing. What else are you into? What else do I do? Are you you you're a woodworker? No, can't do woodwork. Me neither. <laughs> I uh, I play the piano. You do? Yeah, not very well, but I play the piano. Oh, it's still awesome. Yeah, uh, I uh, go to France every year for my vacation. Except, hold on, you were doing doing the piano since you were a kid, or no? Or just kind of something you picked up recently. I st no, I started. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time, but I started when I was forty, I think. I always wanted to play the piano, so yeah. when I turned 40, I went out and bought a piano and said, start taking lessons. Nice. See, I like that. I like those little details, especially, you know, after 25, which is like when all of us quit taking up new stuff, you know what I mean? I also started taking French because I want to speak French, so I started taking French. Give me some. Uh, je parle, <laughs> je parle français, <laughs> je parle français comme un va espagnol. I speak French like a Spanish cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a saying they have in France for people that can't speak French. Yeah. 
So you should have said it and then said it was something awesome. And I'd have been like, all right. Cause well, I tell people, I, no I speak French well enough that I can go into a restaurant mm-hmm. and get my steak with starch. I can go into a, a, a dry cleaner and get my shirt well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. But uh, no, I, I really like France. And the French people have been very, very nice to me. I train over there too. I go over there. I got some schools I train at over there in Where France, at? in Paris. Which schools? One of them's uh, Sergio Paulo Sergio. He has a school, and then also there's a Gracie Baja I go to. Oh, okay, cool. So it's everywhere. Yep, and they're good. They're fun. You go out there like once a year, huh? I try to go once a year. What, yeah. Like like a week, a couple of weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Oh man. I try to spend a week in Paris, ten days in Paris, then a week or someplace else, maybe else somewhere else in France, Nice. Bordeaux, wherever. Right. And so I learned the city and learned the town. Lyon. So when you're moving. My wife said you were not moving there. Oh, really? <laughs> I already tried. The decision's been made. <laughs> she said, I'm not going to France. You would, though? <laughs> yeah, I think I'd go. I'd like yeah. to go there for a while, live there for a year or two, and see what it's like. Just enough to get my skills better and my French skills better. Yeah. You ever do any, uh, I'm jumping all around here. That's Sorry. Okay. You ever do any uh, piano recitals? No. Competition equivalent? Right? No, 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 no. No? Why not? Because if I did, I would, uh, I'd pack up the piano and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what now? You, 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 we, you've been talking about how you love competition. I do, but not that kind. Oh, all right. I mean, I, I am really not very good at the piano. I like playing, but I play for Pat and no one else. Sure. And I enjoy it. I, I get up every morning and play until the, until the COVID hit. Cause my wife's working at home now, so I can't play because it disturbs her work. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Jeez. Yeah. Everything. Uh, you wouldn't do a recital? You wouldn't do like a... No. No? No. See, this is like the flip of all these other black belts been yelling at me for not competing. Now I get to lean on, lean <laughs> on him, get him to do a piano recital. Well, when I was taking lessons, you had to do... We do, we, we do a recital every, once a semester. Like in-house kind yeah, of thing. in-house yeah. for other students and the teacher and yeah. that was hard enough yeah. but uh you know I, i'm not good but i enjoy it i do yeah. it for me for sure yeah you know? that's but, good i like that i like multi-dimensional people that's kind of part of my interest in these conversations i'm very very small multi-dimensional sure <laughs> not very deep yeah, yeah. shallow one big dimension and a couple other little yeah. spikes yeah, so it's fine. Now, I do believe that everybody, I've always, I've said this for years, I think everybody should be introduced to a foreign language, a musical instrument, and martial arts. Yeah, man. They should have that in their education, uh, their life. Not, they don't do it forever, but they should take six months to a year of all three of those. Something like that? Yep. I've had a couple of personal training clients who are... German? Speak Yiddish. Oh, Yiddish. Okay. Yeah, pick up a little bit of sloppy Yiddish for the years. I, I actually, I like that that as a central philosophy a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of know how to fight, know how to talk to people. What was your third one? Well, play a musical instrument. Yeah. Play some A foreign music. language. Yeah. And then have some self-defense skills. Yeah, yeah. Just, what, again, when I, was, when I first dated my wife, when we first started dating, uh, she wasn't a, a student. And so I said, okay, we're getting serious. I got three requirements. Okay, she had 50. I had three. Okay, it's fair. <laughs> In fairness, yeah. I said, you can't smoke. If you smoke, I can't be around you because it killed my parents. I just can't see that. Sure. She goes, no problem. I said, you can't do drugs. Can't be around a drug addict. She goes, no problem. 
I said, you have to do six months of karate. She goes, I ain't doing that. <laughs> that was the deal, right? I said, you got to. I want to know that you can have some skills. Yes. So you do six months. After that, it's up to you. But I want you to have some. She said, okay. Well, she did it for 10 years. Yeah. She loved it. The highly predictable next sentence. I, yeah. I was going to say, and how long did she last? Yeah, she yeah. lasted 10 years. So, And I do believe I do believe people should be involved in martial arts. I, I think mm-hmm. that's important. You mm-hmm. need to know some skills just to feel better and you need to learn about your body because you know it it teaches you certain things you can't get anywhere else well and going back to that panic thing with the confrontation or someone putting their hands on you to eliminate that exactly if absolutely nothing else right yep what's uh this is why i edit it because i do that i go (laughs) what uh let's see how do i want to phrase that um Give me advice for martial arts. Advice May, for mar- maybe just jujitsu or martial arts in general. I got the same advice I give everybody. Okay. Keep training. No excuses. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop. And because if you stop, what happens? Everybody is the same. You start having a certain pattern in your life, and it becomes a habit. I get up. I do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, blah, blah. And it's, and once you change that, it's hard to go back to that. So if you're taking class, if you're training and you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all of a sudden something happens, you can't go Friday, then that Monday, then Friday something, then pretty soon you don't go. So you have to make it a pattern where this is what I do all the time. It's hard to get back in once you go out. And just a matter of discipline. And same with the piano. I practice every day. I get up, that's what I do. Because, and I don't miss, because if I miss, I know pretty soon it'll be, oop, it's been a so the COVID screwed me up because it's made it hard for me. Yeah, you got T-shirts drying on the piano now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And same, like I can say you know, with the French. Every day I get up, I do a French class. It's one of the first thing I do. I do my piano. You know, then I go and I just that's part of my day. I don't miss it. Yeah, it's gonna be non-negotiable. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll negotiate. Otherwise, you'll look up and it'll be, oh, I've been, I missed for six months. Oh, I missed for a year. Oh, I missed for two. Uh, again, back when I first was doing karate. On the way to my school, I'd stop and get gas. And the guy that pumped the gas for me, in those days, people pumped gas for you. <laughs> so he would come out and he'd go, yeah, I'll tell the teacher I'm coming back. No problem, I'll do that, Bill. So next week I'll come by, get gas. Oh, be sure and tell the teacher I'm coming. Bill, I'll tell him. And that went on for about, I don't know, for six months. Eventually he quit saying I'm coming back. But he kept saying I'm coming back. He never did. You just got to do it. You got to make it. Yes, I will go back. Even if it's twice a week, once a week, make that your life. Make sure you're doing it. Because if you don't exercise and you don't do things pretty soon, that becomes you're not doing it. Yeah, and, uh, I used to. I used to. It's like phases of, of farther and farther away, right? Yeah. Again, I have three brothers. I have a twin brother. I have two older brothers. Okay. John, who owns National Karate, is five years older than me. And then Rusty, my oldest brother, is ten years older. And my twin brother. They're both not. They don't. They're not very active, and so they both weigh probably two sixty. Twin, same environment, same genes. He weighs two sixty. I weigh one sixty five. My other brother does karate. He weighs one sixty five. He's, he's still working out. You know, you just gotta. You gotta make it part of your life. Yeah, you gotta that, that's be no a, accident, right? No, it's no <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it was those were deliberate choices that <laughs> led choices. to a, an actual reality. Because if you don't do it pretty soon, like I said, you, all of a sudden you look up and you go, 
oh, I've been sitting on the couch for a year. I haven't worked out for a year. You don't realize it until all of a sudden one day you go, whoa, looking back, oh, it's been two years. Yeah. Oh, I haven't worked out. Oh, it's too late now. I'm too old. I can't work out now. Gee, I'm too, I'm out of shape. Can't yeah. get Like Pauly. No, he looks like he's in shape. No, he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to compete? Is that a part of it? No. Nope. I think everybody should compete once so you know what it's like. But I don't think that it's mandatory because some people just don't like to compete. You know, uh, a good friend of mine, George Faber, he and I came up, he's my age also. He hates to compete. He just, he gets too panicky. And I don't understand. Why are you getting nervous? All you got to do is tap, it's over. <laughs> Finish the or stop. You know, why are you nervous? And he gets, he gets so upset. He can't sleep. He can't eat. He gets nauseous. There's some T-ball history or something there when, <laughs> when he was a kid. Something, somebody said the wrong thing when he was a kid at T-ball or probably, whatever. There's something there probably. But yeah, I know a few people like that too, where they just build up the pressure inside yeah. over it. But I get excited, but I enjoy it. But no, not everybody's, some people just don't like competition. They don't like being in the spotlight. They don't like that, that stress and that, that I think opportunity. They think challenge. I think yeah. Opportunity. But everybody's in, in fairness, competing in fighting should probably be talked about differently than like competing in, you know. But, softball leagues yeah. or something and, and, and there's probably a little difference there i would i would imagine yeah I, I think a lot of people just don't like being the one person that's being looked at yeah definitely so if they're doing a piano competition they're still the one person that's, that's real stressful for people or if they're doing a fighting again they're the one person that's stressful but i do think people should compete once just so they know what it's like yeah, just have the frame of reference right <laughs> then they can say no nah, that's not for me or they can say hey i really can't enjoy that but that's just my thinking. It's not mandatory in our gym. We don't demand that people compete. We encourage it. And uh, from my schools, I realized that we only had maybe 5% of my students compete on a regular basis. It's, most people don't compete. And so you think that holds up in jiu-jitsu too? Yeah, I think it's yeah. a smaller. Yeah. I, I think it's a smaller amount. I think it's not 5%. It's probably, I guess, maybe 10%. You black belt jujitsu, right? Yeah. When'd you get it? I got it about five years ago. Again, I, I keep a log of everything I do, so I can look it up, but I don't have that off the he- sure, top of my sure. head, my memory. You remember getting it though? You remember the? Yeah, they did a, a a real nice presentation. You know, Damien did a real good job. You know, did a real good thing. Did a did a video of us doing some stuff, and then had us show a few things and show the video, and then gave us our belt. And so it was good. They uh, a little you know karate does it a little different. You know they have promotion graduations where they come out. And you do a lot of stuff and they give you the belt. Or in just a lot of times it's just by the way here's your belt today. Yeah, which I think is good and bad. The bad part is that your friends can't see you get promoted. You know so having it be a more formal ceremonial. Yeah, thing where everybody can come and watch brings you that. Yeah, right. Yeah. When just all of a sudden one day you come to class and they go surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I see. I, I've I've been around for a few black belts being given, and I kind of I guess I liked the idea that it was a little more casual. A couple people knew something was going right. on, so they made sure they were there. But now that I'm thinking of it, you know, relative to a lot of the other more traditional martial arts, where it's like an actual like performative uh, right. graduation ceremony. Yeah, the advantage is yeah, I can 
have the wife take off work and she can see me get the belt. That's well, it's important. I th- you know, you want people that you care about there. Yes. You know, cause they, and sometimes they're just not. If your wife's not, I would, they were a part of the process they were too. Part of the process. You know, I uh, came here. What was I promoted somebody one time in karate and didn't tell the family. And boy, were they unhappy with me. Yeah. Oh, they were not pleased. I was on their duty list for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably right. right? Yeah, of That's course. Sort of like like lesson learned, you know. Yeah. yeah, you didn't You didn't tell me. How come you didn't tell me I wanted to be there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good idea. Yeah. The mistakes I made, I could write a book on the mistakes I made in business. Should do it. Oh, it'd be thick. <laughs> Real thick. <laughs> Volumes, right? Volumes. Was that your goal, getting a black belt in jiu-jitsu, or were you yes. just jumping in? Absolutely. It was? Absolutely. Same thing with karate back in the Absolutely. day. It was never just, well, let's see, and I'm nope. getting better. Mm. My goal in karate when I first started, I saw a picture of a guy named Pat Burleson, the guy I told you about. He was the first national karate champion. And I remember thinking, I want to be the national karate champion. That's what I want. And I didn't make that. And another thing is when I started jiu-jitsu, I said, I want to make black belt. I may never get there, yeah. but that's my goal. I'm going to keep going until either my body stops or I get that belt. And uh, I, you know, I competed at purple. I competed at brown. I won the Pan Ams as brown in my division and uh, weight class in open. And then I also won Pan Ams as a black, like that. So, yeah, if you don't aim for black belt, you ain't gonna get black belt. Exactly. I need goals. I like to set goals and go after things. Yeah. You got one now. What's the big goal now? Uh, stay alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> enjoy no, I, enjoy I want, some French wine. And yeah, I want to do more competition. I want to compete more. Yeah, and uh, that's a slow process right now yeah. as they're coming back. God, it's so frustrating. So frustrating because you can't get to the gym because you know the gyms are limited on who they can have yep. in there and all that, and it's just hard to get training in. It's, it's but it's we're on. The, I got my shots, so I'm I'm healthy. There you go. You're in. Yeah, I'm go. in. I'm good. As far as I'm concerned, hit it up. Yeah, it's the point of the shots if you can. Yeah, so I got both of them. I'm ready to go. That's good. Mm-hmm. Paulie, what do you got? You got anything? I, I don't do karate now because uh, I don't have injuries, but I got my hips don't hurt, but my hamstrings are messed up. I tore a hamstring back in 1968. It was one of those guys. has got all the dates. <laughs> you could hear it pop. Yeah. And uh, it got worse and worse and worse. And so now it's just a bunch of scar tissue. So I'm not, I'm not able to kick very well. So I like to kick. I don't like getting kicked, but I like to kick. Yeah. It's a give and a take. It's a give, yeah. So I would wish I could do more karate because I really did enjoy it. It's a lot that, of fun. That's the one thing that holds you back from doing it, though, is just that one I can't kick, killer yeah. injury. If I start to kick, my leg, it'll, it'll give out sometimes and just collapse because uh, of the muscle. Yeah. So, but so I still punch a little bit on the pads once in a while. You kick easy, but not hard. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's all fun. It's all. Fun. How long did it take you to get your black belt? Oh god. Over we talked years. about the black belt. Yeah, my math it was ten years, ten about or eleven 10 years. Probably ten years. Yeah. So it was like four or five years ago, right? Yeah. So. How many times have you competed at black belt? Uh. Worlds three times. Rough count, you know. Pan Ams once. The internationals. The European Open, 
Twin City Tournament. Seven, maybe more. I can't. Again, I have a log at home. Yeah, yeah. I gotta have a log. Yeah. I I have a great memory, but short. (laughs) I'm a big proponent, uh, both personally and professionally, of of journaling. Yes. You know, like personal training clients and stuff like that. Like, journal it, write it down. You know, life stuff, lifting stuff, competition, whatever it is. I journal of everybody I I roll with that day. Yeah. And for how long. And, uh, but then also, then I keep a record of all my tournaments I go to, who I fought, results, and all that, and where. So I have a list of that. That's pretty cool. I just can't remember things. Uh, yeah, well, it'll make it easier to write that book. <laughs> if I remember how to write. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have friends. You know, That's you right. find somebody to help you out with it. What else you got? Anything? No, I just, um, it's just uh, uh, real, real great for everybody in my life that's helped me get to this point. You know, Pat Burleson and June Reed. June Reed's passed away. Pat Burleson in, in Texas, you know, Helped me a lot as a karate guy, and uh, my brother and Gordon Franks, and my partner, business partner, and then Jiu Jitsu Tim Blackstone and Damian Hertz have been great. Everybody at the gym uh, and Fabio, all those people, I've really been, I really, really enjoy it. It's a great, great life. It's a great environment. It's healthy, keeps me somewhat young and active. <laughs> you should thank your wife. My wife? Mm-hmm. No, she didn't listen. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> she don't listen to the Jiu-Jitsu no, podcast. My wife, okay, uh, has always been very supportive. You know, she knew what she, you know, that I was a martial artist, so she's always been supportive, and I do thank her. Uh, a few months ago, she said, Pat, you got to get back in the gym somehow. I said, it's closed. Well, did you do private lessons or something? Because you got to get back because your day is coming where you can't go. <laughs> so I don't want you, I don't want this to be your last year and you do nothing. So she yeah. really encouraged me to get back in there. She's very supportive. I think, I, I think uh, it's fair to assume this wouldn't have been your last year. I think she was just trying to get you out of the house. Yeah. It, definitely out of the house. Yeah. Definitely out of the house. <laughs> but those are good people too. Those are the people who are like, Hey, remember that thing? Go yeah. do that thing. Right. That's part of who you are. Those are good people to it have. It is. It's a big part of my life. And uh, I do have a, I am very fortunate. My wife is amazing, so I am lucky as all get out. Yeah, married up. Yep, married <laughs> way up, way way up. Same as Polly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No more call outs. Uh, I'm I'm gonna miss somebody, so I'm, yeah. I know that I messed up because I'm gonna miss people. But no, uh, no, everybody, no. thank you very much, and I hope people are listening. I hope they enjoy the my talk. Hope you can understand me. I hope I didn't bore you to death. <laughs> But, uh, I think it went pretty well, Pat. Yeah. Get involved in the martial arts. Don't stop training. No excuses. Keep training. No excuses. Seems like good advice to me. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a great. This really has been a fun. Hope it's not too boring. But thank you so much.